Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chida Jacob, here this morning, one more time, to share with you today's episode of our ongoing fellowship with the Word. Welcome to this table of life. Welcome to the gathering of the spirit of just men made perfect by the blood of Jesus. Welcome to the table of the blessed, the table of the anointed, the table of the sons of God. Let's give him praise this morning. Father, we honor you. Thank you, Father, for all that you have done. In every way that you have reached us, touched us, blessed us, corrected us, anointed us, opened doors for us, and all the mighty miracles that you do that we don't even see. We are indeed grateful for the life that we have, for the eternal life with us, for your the gift of your spirit, having seed us for eternity. We bless your name, Lord, for making us righteous, for your love that is never changing. And Lord, we confess this morning that according to the prayer of Apostle Paul, yes, that prayer is answered in our life that now we know that your heart, we know the depth, the height, the length of your love, that our heart is filled up, is full of your love. Thank you, precious Father. Your wisdom is with us. Your power is in our hands and your word is in our mouth. Thank you, Father, because you have made us just like you, the oracles of God. That the words that come forth from our mouth are spirit and life. We give you all of the praise and the glory. Precious Father, thank you this morning. For in Jesus' wonderful name we have prayed. And everyone who prayed with me this morning will say amen and amen and amen. Beloved, you know, the more our heart is reconciled, made pure, perfect, holy. We understand that we are connected with the Father through the Spirit. You know, the more it is that it's easy for us to be led or be corrected by the Holy Spirit in us. I mean, I can give you examples upon examples upon examples. And let me tell you, no matter how much we know, how perfect we understand, we need that constant urge or influence or direction of the holy spirit in us that's how we become effective let me tell you a story i about three weeks ago or so i was at home and then i felt this direction this push just this push and it was earlier on in the week just this push and to go and read it's like a voice within me telling me go and read the story of the woman that was bent over for 18 years. It's like a push. And I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. So I just, I heard it. I felt it. I couldn't run away from it. So I picked up my phone. Of course, I know that I knew this story before. I know what the story was. But this time around, I needed to read it. I'm telling you this because I was telling you yesterday how the Spirit of God in us corrects, guides, instructs, Right, And when we follow those, we are guaranteed amazing results, right? Because that's how we are able to see what the physical eye cannot see. I think I've shared this story before, but it will help me illustrate the point this morning. And so, for example, if you allow him, I told you about correction. If you allow him to correct you, right, in a particular way, to rebuke you in a particular way, 
more doors can open for better relationships. Or when you are corrected in a particular way, right, you notice that your relationship gets better. But all the while, you've been praying for better relationships, you know, or you're having, you know, challenges in your present relationship. When the word of God comes, rebukes, correct, and suddenly you find out that what you have been looking for was always present. And so I went, took my scriptures, and I began to read this story you know, about how this woman who was bent over by Satan for 18 years. Now, bent over means a lot of things. It means that uh, she could not have a complete view of life because she was bent downward. So all she could look is downward. Imagine looking downward all her for 18 years of her life. And then, you know, so Jesus was in the synagogue and she met, he met this woman. And then he called the woman, laid his hand, of course, upon the woman. The woman was straightened immediately. And what happened was what broke my, it literally broke my heart as I read that story. How religion can, can deny people life. It will make sense why Jesus was upset with religious people. Because they can deny people the door to life. And so when Jesus healed this woman, and of course, the religious leader in the house who was upset that this woman was healed could not confront Jesus face to face. Of course, darkness cannot confront light. And so what did he do? He turns around and he looks at the congregation and he says to them, Hey, look, there are six days in a week to be healed. Don't come on the Sabbath to be healed. That means Sabbath was more important to this man who this woman has been coming to her synagogue. And that's what happens today. You see a lot of places where the rituals are more important than the souls. The rituals, right, in the organizations have been, have been elevated far above the life of the people. That's why I told you guys, you know, I'm trusting the leading of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to make errors. I don't want to remove what is needed. But, 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 you know, I, I try to, I try to do away with a lot of rituals because this thing is not about ritual. This thing is about the life of the sheep. Praise God. Amen. And amen. So this man was not excited that this woman has been set free. And he said to them, Hey, there are six days in the week to be healed and just don't come on a Sabbath to be healed. And Jesus was, of course, very upset and he looks at them and said and say and said to them you you that is talking right you that is talking now if you have a sheep or a goat you lead them out to go and drink water that means you feed them on the same sabbath you're talking about if they happen to fall inside a well you go and rescue them on the same sabbath you talk about so these people who claim right to be doing it for god had more had more value for their sheep and goat than human beings. And Jesus asked them, couldn't, shouldn't this daughter of Abraham, who has been bent over by Satan for this 18 years, be made whole? Shouldn't she be made whole? And I think I've told you this before. I think that's the place that a woman was called the daughter of Abraham. If you know their culture in those days, it was supposed to be sons of Abraham. And again, Jesus was trying to tell you there's no difference between the male and the female. For in Christ, we are neither, there's neither male nor female. And I like to point this out for those of you who are engaged in, a, I'm a feminist. If you see a believer who is calling herself or, him, or herself a feminist, she's confused. I'm a feminist. I do this. I do that. No, you're engaging in a fight that is unnecessary. If we 
understand the reality of the gospel, there will be no need for such fight because in Christ, there's neither male nor female. Praise God. Okay, so let me go back to the story. So I read this story, right? And I was so overwhelmed with grief. I was so touched to my core. I knew this story before, but that day it did something to me. It, it, it brought it, it, it looks like I felt the pain and every so, and something else. So that was within the week. And so I come to church on Sunday and don't forget, I, I was never told that this is going to be your sermon or use this to start your sermon next Sunday. No, I was never told that. I prepared the sermon like I often do and with my notes and that. But once I I took the once I came up to the podium, I came up to the stage that Sunday. That same emotion, that same story began to replay in my eyes like I'm watching a movie, right? And those same emotions, I was I became overwhelmed with the same emotions again. And I began to narrate this story to the people. I wasn't reading from the scripture, I was narrating it the story as I've read it. And the more I did, my eyes was filled up with tears. My face was filled up with tears. As I was talking about the darkness of religion, how it bent this woman over. How, Of course, it was religion that bent this woman over, put her in this condition, right? Allowed her to be in the condition. And when she was healed, they were upset, right? Unknown to me, unknown to me, completely unknown to me, there was somebody seated in that service who... That image, that story is like the story of her life. Unknown to me, I was not aware, but as I said that, right, that represented the story of her life, including physical pains that she was having. And it was so accurate that when she went home, she told her, um, you know, her son-in-law that, you know, you, I think you are the one who called pastor to tell him my condition or tell him my situation. Of course, we don't do stuff like that. If you called me, I would say that, well, you called me. This is what you called me for. Why am I saying this? You can see how, think about it. The Spirit of God knew that this person was going to be around, right, on Sunday. And he began to direct me, right, without telling me, you're going to preach about this, without telling me somebody is coming, without, no, he just told me, read the story, right? And I read the story, and I said, I stood up, oh, I wish I can show you the video if I found it. My face, as I spoke, tears filled my face, running down my cheek, because I felt the same emotions. But, but it was the life of somebody that the Spirit of God was setting free, praise God. Have I told you how much God cares, right? Have I told you how much God cares? And I don't know where you are this morning, what is going on and what you are facing and what you are dealing with. By the way, someone is listening to this message, right? I'm not sure how to explain this directly, but you'll be having these panic attacks. It comes and it goes, it comes and it goes. I'm not sure what triggers it, but you are being, you'll be having like a consistent panic attacks. The Spirit of God is setting you free in the name of Jesus. He knows your pain. He sees your pain. Now, as you're listening today, 
or any day you listen to this message marks the end of that attack in the precious name of Jesus. And a new light is coming your way because this attack has been blocking a lot of things in your life. When it happens, it's like you lose focus. It's like you lose bearing. And then you try to recover yourself and then it happens again. Today, you are being set perfectly, absolutely free in the name of Jesus. I announce to you that Jesus is the one setting you free and you are free permanently indeed in the precious name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. Beloved, don't forget, I'm talking about correction. I'm still talking about correction. How we how God corrects us, how God leads us. The scripture is where the foundation is. When you know that you are one with the Spirit of God, He's not on top of the tree you are trying to bring Him down. It's the Word of God that opens up our heart to make the relationship be as it is. And don't forget what I've been telling you. Yes, that is the fundamental way He corrects us. And then He starts to lead us in everyday reality. See, 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 bro. Sis, make I tell you the truth. Let me tell you the truth, right? God is interested in any detail of your life. And when this relationship forms as it's supposed to be, right? When this relationship forms, you see yourself talking over everything. Just like you can, you know, your best of friend or your husband or your wife, you're so free that you can tell them every little detail of your life. Isn't that what the scripture says? We should tell him every little detail of our lives. And, and you know why? Because God cares for every aspect of our life. He knew who was coming to church. He knew exactly what she needed. And he prepared me in the week earlier in the week for that Sunday. Did you notice that every other thing had to work together for that meeting to take place, for me to say what I needed to say, and for the person who needed it most to be there? Beloved, that's why I say to people, never you joke with the word of God, especially where Christ is revealed to you over and over. And have you also noticed, I told you, about the kind of company you should keep. She was in another company, right? In another company, listen to this. She was in another company where she was put in bondage. Just like that woman was in a place where she was put in bondage. And then, of course, she has to be in another company for her healing to be perfected. Praise God. That's why I say to you, beloved, where we relationship is important. Community is important. But if you are choosing, you got to choose a community where Christ is revealed. And don't forget, you and I are forming this community as we share of this message of the Spirit of God. by From the Spirit of God on daily basis. A community. We are forming this community in light. We are forming this community in the revelation of Christ. We are forming this community by the power of the Holy Ghost. Our ideas, our mindset is forming together to be that of Christ. So you're welcome to this community, whether you are new or you're old. All you've got to do, beloved, is to remember to extend this good news to as many as you can so that this community of Christ will continue to expand, to bring life and hope, just like this this woman was set free. The people we hear and they are set free and their lives recover. Their life that circumstances have stolen, religion have stolen, some event have stolen, culture have stolen, tradition have stolen. Whatever it is that has been stolen to, from them is going is completely being restored. And I pray over you this morning 
your life is also being restored completely in the precious name of Jesus. Your joy is restored. Your peace is restored. Your faith is restored. You will dream and dream again in the name of Jesus. Don't forget, beloved, what you and I have is also a relationship. We keep it alive. As you continue to pray for me, as you continue to speak towards this message, that the message be not hindered, but it will continue to excel and to expand and to grow mightily in my hand, in my mouth, in the ministry, in the world, that hundreds of millions get to hear the truth that reconciles them back to the Father. Beloved, this is my message for you today, and I'm going to sign off here. And I'll come back to you again tomorrow. I hope that you're encouraged. Don't forget when you hear the word is supposed to encourage you, strengthen you, and lift you up. No matter wherever you are this morning, I decree a lifting up in the precious name of Jesus. What is your finances? I command doors to open for you in the name of Jesus. May your eyes see what you need to see. Praise God. Amen. And then hopefully I'm going to be talking about strategic relationship as we go, supernatural relationship. And amazing, as I began to talk about this, I got a very big miracle with that. God just connected me where I needed to be connected. Amen. He's amazing, guys. He knows what we need. All right. He knows. You understand. If we yield, you find out that we are lacking nothing. Praise God. Amen. And amen. So this morning, go ahead and enjoy yourself. And don't forget that you have been served. Shalom.